Welcome to Fire Up Podcast. I'm Andrew Hoppel. I'm Cameron Hewitt. Ah, I got you too, Cam. You did. I am so in. What? <laughs> Welcome to the Fired Up Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being a part of the Fired Up Podcast. Here at the Fired Up Podcast, we're a fitness-based podcast. And Cam and I talk about a number of different things, but we tie everything back into fitness and what we are learned from it, what we have learned from it, and everything tied in. Mm-hmm. Happy February. Happy February. <laughs> the the shittiest month of the year. And I will tell you this, Andrew. You know, Abby and I aren't planning on having kids for another few years. They they will not have a winter birthday if I have anything to no. say about it. I like I just refuse. Dude, my birthday parties, like birthdays in a few weeks here, they were always trash, dude. It's like, okay, guys, what are we gonna what stupid activity are we gonna do inside? Oh my god. It was I mean, okay, if that's the worst thing that happens in your childhood, which it wasn't for me, it's like you had a pretty good childhood. I'm just saying though, it would have been nice to like have friends outside. Wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on. If that's the worst thing that happens in your childhood, which it wasn't for me, but, <laughs> no, but it's it is it is a it is one of the very few complaints I have about well, my right, childhood. Okay. No, I understand. I thought you were like you're like guys. There are so many worse things that happened to me. My my childhood was terrible. No, no, no. I my my childhood pretty much ripped. Like it was great. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. My my big thing. Me and Abby were talking about this the other day. If you don't have to go through like intense therapy for how you were raised by your parents, then you know what, man? They did a pretty good job. I'm sure raising kids is like hard as hell. And as long as they didn't just completely mess you up, then you know what, man? Cut them some slack. Like, (laughs) you know, kids can be assholes. And then if you have like three or four of them, it's like, oh my God, what do we do? (laughs) You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably accurate. Hey, and you just have the um I'm assuming you just have the older ones help raise the younger ones. But yeah, right. I don't know. So we're just a couple of uh, young idiots out here, everybody. That's true. So for, first question for you, Andrew, what are you sipping on this morning? What kind of coffee? What kind of coffee? What do we got? Because you know you know we're sipping on coffee. It's Saturday morning crew. Oh come on. Cam and <laughs> We have a uh, we have some quiet time. This is Cam and I's <laughs> quiet time. We have some quiet time. Oh my gosh, you sound like my mother. to really to, to really work on our relationship. Yeah, and, right. Um, I'm I <laughs> I'm uh sipping on death. Wait, death wish? What? Wait, yeah, what? death wish. Yeah. Okay, dude, what? The- I, was, I was like death. I was gonna say death row. I was like, no, 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 no. it's not. <laughs> Also, it could be a pretty cool name, but not uh, not the coffee I'm sipping. So, Death, yeah, Wish, Death it, Wish Coffee. That's one that has just ridiculous amounts of caffeine. Yeah, makes so much sense that yeah, someone does. someone like you would drink something like that. I do wish to die. So, yeah, <laughs> no, and it's <laughs> just a little splash of creamer in there, and that's all we put in our coffee to clarify for everybody. Off of that last story that Cam tried to paint a picture of me. Dude, I, okay, I'll say this, man. You, you are all about just the little splash of creamer. Like, I think I've, in the past, like, I don't know, probably a few months when I visited, I've seen you make coffee like before our workouts, and you just put a little, a little something of creamer just to make it like off black, you know? Do you know, <laughs> off black? Do you know how I make it too? Do you know my process? How I pour my cup? Uh, whole beans in hot water and. <laughs> 
Just kidding. No, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. So like cereal. So I put the beans in first. <laughs> yeah. then I, I do overnight coffee. Water. I let the beans soak. <laughs> and I just crunch on them all day long. Yeah, right. I, uh, I have to put the creamer in first when I make my coffee. So at the bottom of the cup, I'll put the creamer in so I can know exactly how much creamer I have visually. Because if not, then I'm like, I just, I pour a little bit of creamer or too much creamer or maybe medium amount of creamer into a full cup of black coffee. And you can't tell until you stir it. And then you also have to stir it. I guess, but can't you, so that second part to me makes the most sense. I've, I've done creamer before and then it's nice. It's like, oh, it's just incorporated. But don't you just know how much you pour? Like, obviously if you like hold it there for like three seconds, that's a ton but if you do a little dab, that's not enough. Like, don't, don't, doesn't your hand know how much to do? Here's the deal, Cam. Okay, don't act like I'm an idiot. That's a, <laughs> that's a fit. You make coffee every damn day of your life, Andrew. You should know how much creamer you generally put in there. Here's the deal. So when you put the creamer in at the bottom of the cup, when you pour that coffee over it, it already it mixes. It mixes itself. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to. You don't need a spoon. You don't need to. Stir it with your finger. Someone, so <laughs> someone, some listener out there is like, "Oh my god, I don't need to scold my hand every single morning using my finger to mix my coffee." Oh my god! No, listener, you don't. <laughs> you just have to pour in some creamer and then uh, pour the coffee over top, and then it does the job for you. There you go. You put any um, this morning? Do you have any any syrups or any extra flavoring no. or anything? You know what? We're just we're going for that. Um, Salt of the earth vanilla creamer <laughs> with uh, Death Wish coffee. That that, ru- little, that little rustic s- vanilla creamer. <laughs> Old world cream. That ru- vanilla. <laughs> You're just roughing it with your vanilla Cr- cream. <laughs> Jeez, An- Andrew's over that. in the backwoods <laughs> with his vanilla creamer. Well, that sounds pretty. Good. Is uh, is Death Wish? Uh, is Death Not wish- your. Go ahead. Not your grandpa's ice cream yeah. vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Is uh is Death Wish pretty smooth? Yeah, it is. It's actually uh really smooth. So it's actually um, good to drink. It's not just like, oh, I need to be caffeinated and I'll drink whatever. No, it feels really nice to just I was I was telling you. So Cam and I have been doing this one. We've been telling you guys at 5 a.m. on Saturday mornings. And the reason why we've had to take kind of like a little bit of a break a week, and it feels like we, we did one of those prior to, but um we can't has it been one or two weeks because we had that one that was preloaded and I, we just published it we haven't recorded in, in two weeks wow okay yeah. so it's just been with everything taking place it is hard to be on point for a podcast over at 5 a.m like normally it's been completely fine i don't know what you would have to say about it but for me recently it's been i'm like trying to get up trying to get focused not playing out. Mm-hmm. And I know that it, we tell you guys all the time that sleep and recovery is so important, especially when you're trying to operate on a high level for training, for podcasting, for work, whatever. And uh, with working six, seven days a week on most uh, most of the month of January, it's definitely starting to feel its way through leading into February. So <laughs> Andrew's, Andrew's working to... so hard, he's forgetting what month he's in. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had to refocus and Kind of take a hiatus, but we're back and we got a little bit of time. So it's 7 a.m., y'all. It is 7. And 
well, ate over there for Cam. Yeah, dude, it felt it felt coffee. good to. I slept in until like six thirty, and I was like, "Ooh, man, I'm feeling good." Like, I don't yeah. know, man. And and you know, it's what I like to do is I kind of like if if I if I can if it you know works out this way like with the current program I'm doing, I have like a really big squat day today. And so when you were like, Hey, let's do a little bit later. I'm like, Ooh, that might be nice. Get a little bit of extra sleep. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want that to be a thing that's going to inhibit my workout in a couple hours here, you know, like, but if, if I'm up at like, you know, 5am, like I am every other day, at least it's like, ah, dude, why, why would I not want to have that edge? You know? Exactly. I want to be there cognitively for you guys doing this podcast and also for the rest of the day, you know, and this, I woke up at six as well and just taking that hour to get ready for the day and make this coffee and take it slow, Mm -hmm. super beneficial. Yeah. just, and that's what I've been doing for work too, guys, is I know that I've had some longer days ahead. So really taking the time, I try to get up and I think this is a principle um, from Ed Milet's one of his uh, podcasts, but doing that process of getting ready for the day, right, and going through your morning routine, it's been so, so beneficial for me holding on to my sanity and my ability to continue to persevere through these longer days. Yeah, I mean, dude, setting up your day, even honestly, dude, even just having like a routine, even just starting one, even if it's like kind of crappy, like I think it's better than no routine because then at least you – you're grounding yourself each day in, in something, right? Like it, it's a predictable part of your day. Cause during the day at work, man, dude, there's like a bunch of crap that could be thrown your way. But if you feel like you at least have your feet on solid ground in the beginning of the day, it's huge. And especially for you, because you are like, like Andrew, not to put any pressure on you, but with where you're at right now with work, um, well, mainly just work is if, you know, if at night, if you make, if you make a few bad decisions, it could really mess something up the next day. Like you, like you need to make sure you're, um, well, not only your morning routine, but people forget about their, their nightly routine as well. They're like, oh yeah, I'll just like go to bed. It's like, okay, do you ever say that about waking up? Like, oh, I'll just get up. No, people hate getting up. Like, <laughs> you know, that's why it's nice to have a routine because you're like, okay, I'm getting up to do this routine gives you a purpose to get up. Um, and it's always funny, dude, when people tell me like, oh, dude, I just like, I just have such a hard time going to bed. And and I'm like, well, what do you do before bed? They're like, well, you know, I'll like watch TV, be on my phone. I'm like, okay, so you're essentially stimulating yourself and then trying to get into the most deeply relaxed state you can possibly be in. Like, dude, if that doesn't make if that doesn't make sense to you, like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, for sure. And uh it's been it's been more prevalent with what's taking place when I, when you need to recover and you're, you're stretched and you're challenged on recovery and being prepared for the day and the week ahead. I think that's when you really start to notice even more so your recovery or your preparedness properties and skills, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. When, when we were working over at Orange Theory Fitness and we had these long, Cam and I had some long weeks, some long days. If you were not prepared for those long days ahead, that was, for me at least, that was worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What about you? No, definitely, dude. I mean, one of the best things you can do is you need to have like some foresight for your week, right? So, you know, when I was doing the the Orange Theory Roadrunner 
grind doing both of those guys. I would, you know, if it's like a Thursday, you know, at night, I'm looking at my Friday and being like, okay, what is my day going to look like as far as like, you know, the, the mandatory stuff, right? I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to have time to, to really cook anything. I'm not really going to have time to shower until the end of the day. And so that's going to affect what I do at night. So I'm like, okay, I'll just prepare some meals. I'll prepare all my bags. I'll get all my outfits ready. So then in the morning, I'm not scrambling at all. I am like, I love in the morning when current day cam can think, last night cam and be like, dude, thank you for not screwing me over, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's a little yeah. bit, it's a little bit more work for Thursday night cam, but Hey, it's going to pay off in, you know, eight hours when I wake up. It's huge. Yeah. It's something yeah. I still do this day. Biggest, it's, and that's, I think for becoming just a full-time, very, very busy. And we've talked about uh, recently in, on the podcast, the, the necessity for being prepared and you know playing these things out ahead, but growing into that and finding your max capacity has been so beneficial with knowing how to maneuver around a super busy schedule mm-hmm. and then adjusting off of that, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's one of those things. You know, even if with with workouts, you know, there are certain days that I'll know, like, okay, I I have to work out before work on this day, but you know, this other day I can go after it, which means I can sleep in a little bit more. And it, it changes the way I literally run my life. I mean, one of the things I think people tend to forget is that your life is made like dude, like 80 to 90% of your life is you doing the same stuff. It's getting up, it's going to work, it's preparing meals, it's getting groceries, it's getting gas, all these things. So I feel like sometimes people think, you know, these little habits, these little routines don't really matter. Well, you would essentially imagine this, dude, if someone said, Hey, I can make 90% of your life more efficient and way easier. Would you do it? It's like, no, duh. Of course I would. Right. So these things that Andrew and I are talking about, it's like, it's literally life changing stuff and it doesn't take that much to do it either. It takes a little bit of planning. I mean, that's what fitness is. It's prepare. It's preparing us to make our lives easier. It's doing the the tough stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's doing the tough stuff that helps us navigate through life. Mm-hmm. Um, one applicable example is my ankle mobility. I believe getting to the root of my knee problem. I believe it's my ankle mobility and the stability I have for my foot, which is causing a lot of these issues. Mm-hmm. And I've started implementing some corrective exercises and consistency on training that in order to help alleviate some of that pain and issue that I've been seeing for so long, but it's not necessarily the intensity. And, and that also applies to one of our recent podcasts talking about the pop culture of having to go a hundred percent every single time you're training something and just kicking your own ass right. every time you're in the gym. It's not necessarily the intensity of, uh, of the session that needs to take place, but it's the consistency of the session. It needs to be intentful and it needs to be there and prevalent. And that's what's going to help me. It's brushing my teeth. If I brush my teeth, I don't have to make my gums bleed every time I'm <laughs> brushing my teeth, right? Yeah. I don't have to scrub uh, scrub up every stain off. Right. Your, your <laughs> hand doesn't need to be doing 100 RPM to get all the plaque away. It's like you... you but it's the consistency of twice a day for a year. And then my, my teeth are going to be taken care of. Exactly. That's... 
I don't know. That's such a hard thing to uh, – because in my own mind, sometimes I'll be I'll be following a program and there will be certain days where I'm like, huh, that felt easier than I thought it would. And so I'll be tempted. I'm like, oh, well, what if I just added like a couple exercises just to like blast my legs? I'm like, wait, Cam, you, this, is, this is where your ego can kind of mess you up because <laughs> the next day I have to squat again. <laughs> so it's like – it's just one of those things where it's like your your ego a lot of the times will, you know, maybe call you lazy or you're slacking or you're just being a wuss, whatever. But and that's one thing you have to kind of determine. It's like, okay, am I am I being a, a wuss or am I or am I being strategic? Right. You know what we gotta do, Cam? We gotta get back onto uh that reminds me, back onto reposting on our stories just a bunch of shitty fitness memes. Yeah, we because- do. <laughs> We do. I've seen some really good, some really good fitness memes attached to that, uh, like ego power, like ego lifting, and yeah. trying to outdo. <laughs> There's been a bunch of really good ones lately, and those things crack. Yeah, me I up love the so one bad. that. Uh, yeah, I love the one you sent me where it's like it's some dude's. I don't know his face is just messed up, and it's like when someone who's lifting the same weight at me starts adding plates or something like that, and his, his I face said is that like, I just. <laughs> It's like melting or I don't know. It's like a really like messed up face that like just has a lot of pain in it. I sent that one over to uh, some of the P10 training team friends. And I was like, it was just a group. And I'm like, guys, and you guys know who you are. I was like, I was like, guys, I feel like you, (laughs) this is you guys. Whenever you see like some average looking Joe in the gym training next to you, you just have to outlift them because yeah. <laughs> you're like way stronger and you're a girl you just like your ego just pops in and you have to right. kick their ass dude i okay here's the thing though i i i get very like aware in the gym of like my own thoughts like yeah because sometimes i like to think i'm like okay cam like you're you're a pretty like egoless guy you know that's not a huge thing to you. but then when i'm in the gym i'm like oh cam you are so wrong you're an egoless guy, guy? Doing, oh um, whatever dude whatever no not not no oh, no no not not egoless but I, I do i do think that i'm like i'm gonna cut and I paste don't, that I, <laughs> no the i most think the most boisterous claim i've ever heard in my life nobody I'm, out I'm, here my age is working harder than me i'm <laughs> I am the hottest guy. No, I I don't think I think of myself too highly. Like I think I have a reasonable amount of like where I'm at, right? But dude, then I'll but and no, it's it, just being real. I just know <laughs> who I am. I'm just trying you know? to be raw, just, and I'm just like my authentic self. Okay, no, but here's like okay, I'm I'm saying that I'm <laughs> I'm wrong. Okay, so I can tend to think that, but then when I'm in the gym, I'm like, oh, Cam, like you are. You can be a judgmental asshole. So like I'm looking at this guy doing – um, and to be honest, he's like – his arms are bigger. He's just bigger in general, right? And he's doing barbell rows with a 35-pound plate on each side. And in my mind, I was like, he might be bigger, but I can barbell row more than you. And I'm like – and then instantly I'm like, Cam, what is wrong with you? Like <laughs> just, just call – and then I'm wearing my focus hat and I'm like, Cam, do you even deserve to wear this hat? Like you are so unfocused. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I should probably do my next set because it's been like a couple minutes. So I put my focus hat on the shelf for a month of punishment <laughs> to ground myself. For a I just take a Sharpie hat. and I add UN in front of it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you could have this back when you earned it. Yeah, right. No. But just speaking of that, um, 
Dude, give me a little update, dude. How's your? Are you still trying to bulk, or are you trying to cut? You're trying to cut it down now, right? From two fifteen to one fifty. We have gotten to the promised land. We are pretty hefty. Like if we're talking, if we're talking <laughs> different, different types of garbage bags, I am hefty, hefty, hefty oh at God. this point. And we are, we are ready to uh, to start the transition into something less hefty, but. I, I think I've done it the way pretty close to where I'd want to be. As we've talked about previously, guys, when we're trying to make changes, if we're trying to add muscle growth and, and change in these different directions, we're going to have to get uncomfortable with where we're at. Like, do I have all six of my abs showing like I did back in November? Absolutely not. There's no way. Um, I've upped my calorie intake consistently. I've added on a pound to two each week. Um but also realize if you're a 130 pound girl listening to this, you're like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm six, two. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I started at 189 and I'm at yeah. 215 now. Yeah. You're so. not a five, four female, right? It's, it's, it's a little yeah. different. <laughs> realize, realize the percentages here. So I was adding on, if we're starting from 190, I was close to half a percent of my total body weight. Um, for each week. And then of course that scales back, uh, as we, as we continue to go up, if we're adding up one pound every week, but no, it's one to two pounds every week is exactly where I'd want to be for, it, it was kind of in between those two numbers. And that's, that's enough to where, yeah, I'm at a surplus of 500 plus 600, 700 calories a day on average. Um, so it's not insane. And I could have, I could have scaled it back a little bit, mm -hmm. but I knew that I was going to cut it pretty quickly because it wasn't going to be an eight month thing. It wasn't going to be a, a six month thing. Even it was December, January and part of February. So really two and a half months. Yeah. But now I'm, I'm kind of ready to transition, kind of giving my body a break. And I'm, I'm just slowly starting to get into that mentality of upping activity level as well as lowering calorie intake. So I'll give you a good example here, guys. When I'm getting ready, unless I'm doing something crazy like the 75 hard program and I'm trying to really challenge myself, like, yeah, I'll dive right in. But if I'm getting ready to transition into this mentality and this, uh, this new set, I'll give myself a week or so and I'll really just try to slow roll it and I'll make these minor adjustments that I know I'm gonna be doing for a longer amount of time. So for example, in Chicagoland at this very point, if you're listening to this podcast recently, you know that we have had a ton of snow and now we have a very, very cold, um, cold front coming through and we're sitting around, you know, one degree outside. So kind of hard to effectively hit, um, not being a, a baby about it, but it's kind of hard to effectively hit that outdoor cardio that I would like to add in and be consistent with, especially with my schedule. So I'm looking to, you know, I added in a little bit of cardio when it was warmer and I started doing some waking up earlier before my work day and uh, doing some weight vest walking, which 40 pounds feels real heavy again. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. And we were up to 60 pounds at the end of that little circuit, 75 hard, but we're adding in these, these minor changes to start, start seeing how this is going to play out for us ahead. And I've, I pulled back my calories a little bit, but. You know, I had, I was, you know, I allowed myself to have a 
you know, Portillo's hot dog last night. So I didn't go, I'm not super, super strict, but I'm also pulling back and I'm eating the things I need to do. I actually just ordered butcher box, not a <laughs> uh, sponsor, but butcher box. We would love to have you. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, they had a cool deal. I I've never jumped into butcher box and they had I actually sent it over to cam a St. Louis ribs, um, free two and a half pound cut. And then they had some bacon and some other stuff that they were giving out for just trying them out and spending whatever it is for their normal uh, order. So they have a a few different boxes and that just came with everybody. So I was like, wow, this is insane. So it's a once a month um, order and it's actually cheaper. I've been looking at prices over at local Jewel Osco, Mm -hmm. as well as Mariano's and all these different places. Prices of meat has been going up so high. I don't know about you. It's it depends. I mean, most of the things that I like to get have been somewhat steady, but there are certain things that I've gotten before. I'm like, okay, we're gonna take a break from that from that yeah. certain cut for a while. But we have, I mean, a big thing over here in Michigan is Meyer. Like Meyer is huge, and um, and they're they're like the Redcon one of meat, where it's like, hey guys, like today this is a bogo, and tomorrow that'll be a bogo. So it's <laughs> you kind of have to keep your eye on the ball with Meyer because there might be something where I'm like, yeah. dude, that's like one of my favorite cuts. I'm going to get a bunch of those and throw them in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. And I know I'm kind of getting off topic with this, but it, it's just, this is applicable for how the transition is taking place. I'm getting ready for this, you know, leaning out process. And so I'm up in activity level and then I'm planning ahead and I've ordered butcher box and I got like 20 pounds of, you know, prime choice meat for the month of like mid February, cause I'm pretty sure it comes next week into mm-hmm. March. Like, dude, that is, if I'm eating close to a pound a day of some type of meat, which is usually what I do at least right. if I'm on top of my game, that's going to keep me pretty good. I mean, it was 150 bucks for you know that. So it's definitely, and we're talking about like exactly what I'd want to get from the grocery store. And I'm spending way more than that. And, <laughs> Right. This meat. And I, I have heard a lot of good things about butcher box as far as like the quality of meat you'll be getting. Like it's, you know, it, it's not a bunch of, I don't know, GMO yeah. shit thrown at the cows for them to eat and grow fast or whatever, you know? So, and one of the things that I feel like a lot of people forget about, I was telling uh, Kyle this the other day is you want to like, in my, in my opinion, one of the best changes you can make to your diet for, for the average, and this is the average person, um, is up your protein intake. And if you can eat your protein first, cause one it's, and this is, if you're trying to cut, it's very satiating. Okay. So those 20 pounds of meat that Andrew's eating, if you, if you had 20 pounds of veggies and you had 20 pounds of meat, Andrew's going to be able to eat a lot less of the meat. One, because higher calorie per pound plus it's incredibly satiating. But one of the main points with adding protein is you also do get a a thermogenic effect of food. So it takes a lot for your body to actually process that protein as opposed to eating, you know, some broccoli or something like that. And I mean, it's, it's not going to be the thing that does most of the work. Obviously the caloric deficit is what's going to, you know, be driving that, um, that fat loss, but I don't know, man, like when I <laughs> go back to my, my meat March last year, um, doing carnivore, 
dude, it was crazy. I'd be like, uh, I'm feeling kind of hungry. And I'd be like, Cam, are you hungry for steak or any sort of meat? I'd be like, no. I'm like, oh, you know what? It's really just actually a craving. Like I just kind of want like a donut, right? So, um, and I mean, I lost a ton of fat, obviously because of the caloric deficit, but I just like wasn't hungry. I, I would eat a couple steaks, a couple of my cookies, which cookies are burger patties. Um, <laughs> and, and I'd be, and I'd be good to go. I told Jax. So Jax posted about doing vegan, um, February. I said vegan February into meat March. Bet you won't. <laughs> she, she, mess- she messaged me. She's like, she's like, Cam, Andrew just told me that I should do carnivore for March. <laughs> I was, you know, I've been debating doing it again this March because <clears throat> I had a really good experience with it, but I don't know, man. Part of me feels Andrew and I were talking off off mic about uh, if we if we feel old or not, and this is one thing where I do feel like I'm getting kind of old. Where like these quote unquote challenges or thirty day things or whatever, part of me is like, am I just like wasting my time doing them? Like it's if it's not going to be something I'm going to do long term, then why do it? But also at the same time, I felt really really. Dude, I think my stomach is. It's meant to not digest certain things for sure, like cheese. Yeah. It is made to digest steak, dude. My, I feel like I, I feel like a freaking rocket ship when I when I am eating a ton of meat, dude. It is, and I was still able to get pumps in the gym. Strength was up. I was oh, dude. a literal rocket ship, uh, dude. I was feeling good, man. It was it was awesome. And I was able to eat cheese. I would. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty wild that you were able to adapt, and then that was taking place as well. Yeah. Like that blew my mind hearing and that it, part. It wasn't just a little bit of cheese, Andrew. I would take my 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 stupid hand and just shovel some cheddar cheese, throw that bitty on an omelet, gobble it up, and feel like a, a freaking beast. <laughs> you're and you're a big cheese guy, huh? I mean, I when when you I love, you love when I can digest it, yeah. But <laughs> like that stromboli Abby and I made last night, dude. This morning I took care of that. It was not the funnest thing I've done, but it wasn't the worst. You know, we had some vegan we had some vegan cheese on it, and I I controlled myself. I only had two pieces, even though I looked at the rest of it. And I was even like, vegan cheese messes with you. Well. I shouldn't say it's the vegan cheese. Sometimes it can be the just quantity, but also, dude, in, in that Stromboli, we had <clears throat> we had a ton of uh, pepperoni, salami, and ham. So it's just I don't know. I feel like those greasier kind of cuts, you know, it, I don't know. They can kind of mess with me too. Um, but yeah, in the vegan cheese too, it, it can. But I think it's for a different reason, probably because sometimes it's like made out of like beans or something, and beans kind of make me gassy too. So. It's uh, it's definitely a process trying to. Dude, I think I could convince Jax to do carnivore with me in March if if no, if, no. If, if I if I tell her that I'm doing it too, because what if she ends up feeling like amazing on it? She might because Jax craves community and I'm community. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Even across across the pond, the ocean. I think she's in London right now. I don't know, but yep, yep get yep, yep. get James in on it too, dude. I've been messaging you, James. I'm like, James, dude, where's that deadlift at? Because he and I are accountability buddies for getting oh, really? strong as hell. Yeah, dude. He's he's my he's my uh, international training convert- partner. <laughs> Do you have to convert into kilograms every time? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't want to trigger him, so I, I try to keep it to KGs, you know. But I'm always wrong. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to trigger him. But I, I still use my my pound number, so I'm like, yeah, James, it was no big deal. I, I deadlifted uh, 300 kilograms the other day. <laughs> so we just got off track there. So going back to doing those small changes for you, Andrew, and you, and you know, you're now entering this fat loss phase. Um, I guess what are, what do you have any small things in mind? specifically that you're going to be doing? I mean, I know you're going to be trying to up your activity level. Um, is there anything else? Yeah, I've also I've also implemented – so I'm, I'm going full in for controlling. Once again, guys, whenever we're doing anything that, like a big change, like um, for work, for diet, for whatever, control what we can control. And that's what Cam and I have really tried to drive home because it's what we've been seeing has been very beneficial, of course, recently as well. I'm going to actually have already ordered as well freshly. I don't know if you've seen that. It's one like before, Blue yeah. Apron kind of, right? It's like pre-made meal sort of thing. Well, well, Blue Apron is not. So Freshly is pre-made and they've kind of expanded and their brand is kind of changing a little bit, which is cool to see. And they have a lot of more meal prep focused, um, I guess I would say ingredients as well as you know, you know goal focused meals. But they're microwave meals, so they're going to be freshly made. And then I have a stack of six that I'm going to get every single week, and that's my lunch. So it's going to be a little bit easier to stay on top of lunch. And then if I have my dinner prepped out and I have you know my my meat as well as I'm only I'm only having to create this one, you know, little more thought out dish per day. It's going to be so so much easier for me to go straight home and eat that thing. Right. Because one of the hardest one of the hardest hardest parts about this process right now for me is that I'm starting, you know, late morning and then I'm hanging out until 7 p.m. or so and I'm getting home at like 8. Mm-hmm. So the the thought of having to go home and then figure out what I'm going to eat for dinner, it's just it's not feasible especially when you have objectives that you're trying to crush for fitness. Mm-hmm. And activity level is also lower because of I, I can only fit in one workout a day right now. You know, I can't right. add in and recover properly the, you know, the extra 45 extra hour of cardio that I'd like to do. Yeah. And it's super, I mean, a lot of people that I think are listening here, they, they probably have some sort of office job where they're, you know, sedentary for most of the day. And dude, it is, if you don't bring a lunch or if you bring one, but you're not that like excited about it, you're like, whatever. And you work in an office building that probably has like restaurants nearby. It is so easy to be like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go get Jimmy John's or I'm just going to go get McDonald's or whatever, right? Because it's convenient. So if you can maintain that convenience factor and have it be something that you like and make that a part of your routine, like you're doing with this uh, Freshly thing, you know, that's going to that's gonna save you in the long run. I mean, yeah, if you get Jimmy John's one day, it's not going to totally mess you up. But if you start making it a habit of like, you know, it's just so easy to just, just get food ordered in. It's like, that's, that's a slippery slope to go down. It's also going to be more expensive than what I'm spending on both butcher box as well as, you know, freshly. Right. It, it's, it's when you think about, you're like, oh man, this is so much money to spend all at once. If you, you have to look at it day by day, and week by week and calculate it in that as well and compare it to what you're spending when you're going out to eat or when you're ordering or 
even when you're going out and buying you know food at the grocery store and you're wasting it because I do that quite a bit if I'm not focused and regimented on exactly what I'm going to be eating and when I'm going to be eating it. So right. really trying to once again the term that comes to mind is control as much as we can control when we're trying to make changes. Yep. Yeah. How are you doing with uh, training and focus and even with online training now that Cam is yeah. diving headfirst into? Dude, it's uh, online training's going well. Kyle is an absolute machine. Like, <laughs> there's one, uh, you know, you get those like updates from Trainerize. It's like Kyle hit 11 new personal bests. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> we're, just, we're turning him into a machine, dude. He's, well, what, what did he ask me the other day? He's like, Ah, uh, what a, he said something where he's like, he's like, yeah, and he's he's joking. Obviously, he's like, he's like, yeah, Cam. So like, when do I get yoked? <laughs> like, I'm like, don't worry, Kyle. We'll, we'll 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 get there. And and his his goal, I think, he just wants to, he wants to he wants to lose weight, and then he also just he just wants to kind of like feel good, right? He wants to be active. I'm like, Kyle, that's like that that's cool. But like, my goal is to get you absolutely jacked. So we're gonna do that instead. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, no, that's going well. Um, my own personal training, dude, it is, man, it feel it feels good to uh, just be following a program and seeing the progress. So I'm, I guess just to give you guys a pretty dramatic example of what it looks like if you follow a program to a T. Um, three weeks ago, or actually, well, now about four weeks ago, I started this squat program. My, my one rep max um, was 250. And, you know, since quarantine, I hadn't focused on squatting really at all. Right. So, um, <laughs> I was, I was texting Andrew about this last Tuesday. Uh, I was like, Andrew, I think I might die. Cause now I'm supposed to do 250 for three reps, 10 times. And I was like, I had like serious doubts, dude. I'm like, I think this is like, not, <laughs> this is not going to go well. I'm going to hurt myself, you know? Something, something bad's going to happen. Well, we ended up getting through that. And then there was a couple more exercises we had to do, which just ripped me. And then today I got to do 255 or 265 for three reps, five to 10 sets somewhere. So there's a little bit of uh, leeway there. But, um, you know, one thing that's just really interesting with, at least with strength being a, um, a goal of mine is it's not necessarily always about, this is going to sound weird, getting stronger it's about getting really good at the lift. Like when I was doing those 10 sets, the hardest one was the, was the second one. The, like there were some sets, you know, five, six, and seven. My core was braced like a mother. And the actual squat I did, I just, I did the steps in, in a just freaking perfect order, pushing through my, my whole foot, nice and stable. And I was like, oh, that was like kind of not easy, but it was really smooth. And then there were some, some squats where, you know, maybe I, I messed up my timing a little bit, moved my, my hips too far back. Um, and I'd be like, holy shit, this is like so hard to get up. Right. So, um, if any of you out there are trying to get good at a lift or get stronger in a lift, it's not always about just brute strength. If you can get your technique down really well, you know, that's going to help out just immensely. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped on my, uh, my fitness goals right now. And even getting into the habit, I, I walk around with a clipboard. I'm that guy now. I feel, I feel so alpha. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm like, these guys aren't even tracking their workouts. And then when I see another guy that's tracking his workouts, I feel like it's when two when two Jeep owners drive by each other and they give the little the Jeep wave. I'm like, dude, two CRV. Uh, yeah, oh, the the CRV wave is a little 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 more chaotic. But um, in my mind, I'm like, a little oh, more chaotic. Oh, yeah, because the the Jeep wave. Imagine this. A lot of you listen to this podcast while you're while you're uh, on your way to work. You know, put your hand on top of the steering wheel and then just lift up your fingers. That's that Jeep wave, right? That's pretty cool. The CRV wave, you just put your put your arm up and just wave it like a noodle. That's how we do it. Um, but yeah, man, I look at another guy with the clipboard. I'm like, dude, real recognize real. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm being a, a douchebag. Um, but what it's realize, realize, realize. Yeah. <laughs> King shit. Um, but one thing that's so I've, I've been following a a program for the past three and a half months, whether it's dead December or one of these Candido programs I've been doing, I am now accidentally in the habit of following something regimented. So um, I'm now in a, a low frequency, high volume phase, right? So the only two workouts I have to do this week are Tuesday, Saturday, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do other workouts. I am now in the habit. I'm like, okay, well, let's do a push day. I'll write out the work. I'm like, all right, Cam, this is what you're doing. This is what you're going to like be following. Otherwise, I'm just going through the gym and I'm, I'm like, hey, what do I want to do next? Like I did a back day and I'm like, Cam, you know, dumbbell rows are just a badass movement and your body responds well to them. Same thing with lunges. So if I write that down before my workout, it doesn't matter how I feel during the workout. I'm like, okay, next on the list, we're doing these dumbbell rows. It's probably going to suck ass, but you know, it's on the agenda. So we're doing it. I love it, dude. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm glad that you've been able to maintain a uh, consistency in programming. Dude, I'm coming for you, man. I am. I mean, I'm I'm coming for you, but also like I'm I'm also so far behind that I'm not really <laughs> coming for you. Real recognizes real there. <laughs> Cam, <laughs> at least at least you understand the what's taking place here. Talking about strength gains. How upset were you when I told you that I was hitting uh, 315 for four reps the other day after taking a month off of legs? It was it was not my favorite thing um, that you could have texted me. And then in my mind, I started justifying like, yeah, well, I bet he didn't go to depth. <laughs> oh, Cam, I did. I did go to that depth. That ass touched the ground. <laughs> yeah, probably not, probably not that low. No, I but I uh, – no, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, okay, so – Guys, I took a month off of leg training because my knee was just so messed up after I was kind of just beating the crap out of it through December. And then I was also um, doing some heavy lunges, barbell lunges. I was like slapping on plates and just going for heavy controlled lunges. And I was like, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. Wasn't, especially for a knee that you're trying to rehab. And I took a week, <laughs> a month off just about, and I did some like leg extensions like every now and then, just because it's a little bit easier for my knee to control, but I really didn't do too much. I gained a crazy amount of strength through my squat. And this is like what I was squatting back in college, you mm -hmm. know, where I was able to, you know, hit 315 for, you know, four to five reps. And, you know, it's, it's cool to see 
I definitely could not have done this. I was like at a point where I couldn't hit 315 for three reps clean um, and controlled a few months ago. This is carryover. I was trying to evaluate how this was taking place. This is direct carryover from December. And those strength gains that I was able to maintain through December and upping my deadlift, my new max, has increased my strength gains for uh, barbell back squat. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, there, there's huge carryover. I mean, I'm not, I'm not deadlifting um, nearly as often with this squat program, but there's a little bit of deadlifting that is actually optional. And, or even on a day where I get to choose what I do, I'll do some deadlifts. And the only thing that feels off is somewhat of the form because I haven't been practicing that form. Right. But it's, it is nice that there's a lot of carryover, um, between those two. And, oh, another big victory that I I was telling Andrew earlier is I can finally bench again after effing up my shoulder real hard. And man, it felt so freaking good. I'll just go and like, and this is the, um, the type three neurotype in me. I'm like, okay, Cam, you went a little too hard last time and you weren't able to bench for two months, three months, actually. That was not worth it. And so, so I'm just going like, I'm doing like 155. I'm like, Hey, just, just do 10 reps, you know, just whatever, just chill. Got a little sore from it. I'm like, Ooh, dude, we are, we're getting a little hungry now, man. Like I'm, I'm pumped, dude. I'm, I'm excited to be doing more, more pushing movements and and just get back to that. Cause you know, if we're, you know, we're doing this powerlifting meet at, you know, towards the end of the year, um, if one of my lifts is dog shit because I can't do it, <laughs> it's like that, you know, that's, that's like the worst thing that could happen. Also, we need to get set up for that powerlifting meet. We need to actually we need to find um, one. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta sign up for it so that we hit, we know exactly what's planning ahead. Because we did talk about this on the podcast, talking about planning out our year in advance events and all that good stuff. So yeah. we need to zero in on um, Spartan race as well as powerlifting meet. Yeah, definitely. It seems like Spartan races are back open as well. So, um, oh, one more thing you'll 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 enjoy this. I've decided that if I do if I do my squat the hardest way I can imagine. So right now I'm doing I'm doing a, a high bar squat, no belt. I'm like, that's how I'm gonna train. And then well, as we get closer to the powerlifting meet, I'm gonna start practicing low bar with a belt. So I'm like, oh, that's like, you know, gener- generally you can lift more if you if you do it that way. Like, dude, we're gonna be getting those numbers way up too. So I'm, I'm high barring it, raw dogging it, you know, where it's, and it's going and it's going pretty well. So there we go. I'm, uh, I'm excited for you. Thank you. <laughs> I, that's, I've, I've been fishing for you to say that for quite some time. <laughs> Cam, I'm proud of you. <laughs> don't say it if you don't mean it. <laughs> Always proud. Yeah. Right. Always vigilant. Hey, shout out to you guys um, for listening. Thank you for giving us our best week we've had in the entirety of the podcast existence. You guys oh, God, listened to more episodes the at the start of the year. So I don't know if you guys were really just trying to get a <laughs> head start on 2021 or, or not, but we broke all of our records in our entire podcast uh, existence. Damn. And we were, we definitely had some pretty good looking numbers. I and mean, we were hitting like 200, 300 
listens a day um, back in October of uh, 2019 and September when we were kind of getting ready for the Spartan race and everybody was hyped up about it. Mm -hmm. And things have been, you know, they've been great since then. But, you know, it's thank you so much for helping us smash those numbers and climb through the ceiling and yeah. just continue to to be a part of the Fired Up podcast. Yeah, if that's, if that's how we're starting, man, that, that definitely gets me excited for the rest of the year, dude. I mean, just keeping right. consistent and, you know, you and I having our, I almost called it delicious banter. What the hell is wrong with me? Oh my God. <laughs> Jeez, dude. I mean, you, you kind of, you <laughs> what is wrong with me? Oh my God. So I'm going to uh, divert from that and bring up another. <laughs> it is pretty good. It's Wow, it's I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like that's T-shirt worthy. It, delicious delicious banter. banter. Fired up, <laughs> fired up podcast. Yeah, right. Hey, so I want to talk about. It could be our fat boy, our fat boy training type of. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's, like, it's a crop top too. <laughs> um, it's a crop. Top. All right, we got to talk about at least one more, one more thing. And this might end up being a, a pretty big tangent, but uh, dude, it's been twenty. Well, I, I want to get, I want to get in some applicable training knowledge today, but um. But F that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> well, it's I'll, still I'll, on the horizon. So, our intro is just 50 minutes long. It's no big deal. Perfect. So, <laughs> this is just one thing I want to point out. In 2021, so far, we've had recommendations for triple masks, anal swabs, and GameStop is now one of the biggest stocks ever. It, it is going to be a ridiculous year. Okay. None of that, good or bad, anything that happens this year on that mass scale, it's going to get any of your goals done for you. Like a lot of the stuff that you will probably hear about is like, to be honest, just not going to affect you. And not to say that you shouldn't care about it because it will affect other people, but you don't want 2021 to be the same as 2020 where it's like all this stuff's happening and even if it affects you or not, you, you know, you kind of put your hands up. You're like, oh, whatever. This is another crazy year, right? No, this is not the year for that. All right. No matter what happens in the stock market, the White House, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. I don't, I don't care. What we were talking about earlier, plan each day. You don't need to plan out every day for the whole year. But hey, what's the next few days look like, regardless of what I hear in the news, regardless of what I hear in social media? Because again, 90% of your time, your day are the things you do every day. So if you can master those and then master as much of that 10%, that is you know kind of not uncontrollable, but could change day to day, then you're good to go. It doesn't matter what happens, right? I mean, the world seems like it's just going crazy, like hedge funds are losing billions of dollars reddit <laughs> reddit appears to just be running the stock market you know it's like don't people get consumed with that man and it, it throws them off kilter and and then they they blame outside circumstances when really they're the one that's like a dog seeing a squirrel and they're just so distracted yeah yeah it's true i think that's a it's a really good focus point here especially as we enter into I mean, really, we're not entering. We're in our second month of 2021. Yeah, this is where people quit, man. This is where people, they're facing a little bit of adversity, whether it's in their own mind or whatever, and they start questioning how serious they were about their goals. So this is just, I guess, a 
a short little reminder for you guys to, you know, take take a step back from things that are distracting you, refocus, go back to your why for your goals and and keep going. Because if you can get over, this is another reason why February sucks ass. It is just shitty weather and (laughs) that's the main thing. Um, But also it is the month where people quit. If you can master through February, dude, you can make it, you can make it through any other month. Like you got, you guys can do it. So just refocus, know that you are in control of your own goals and just keep going. Doesn't, doesn't matter what GameStop does. Doesn't matter any of that crap. So I know a lot of you guys and we've been growing the podcast listening, which is pretty cool. Of course it had, you know, high points and low points, but it's consistently been growing and trending, especially when we're looking at total listens and all that good stuff. Um, same thing with the P10 training team, all that fun stuff. If you are one of these people, you know if you are or not, who has been more stressed out lately? Because there's been a number of you who have talked to me about it, whether you're on the training team or you're not on the training team and you just listen to the podcast because I know a lot of you have been reaching out to me and talking about, hey, Andrew, I've been doing this, doing that. I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. This is for you guys. Exactly what Cam was saying, and you've heard us say it so, so much recently over this past year, I'd say, even, controlling what we can control and getting into these inputs and outputs. If we want outputs, we have to be consistent with these inputs. Take a consideration, especially if you have listened to these recent podcasts, because we've had a theme here that has been pretty consistent throughout our uh, our narrative over the last few months, I would say, Cam. We don't need to go 100% every single time we're doing a training session. We don't need the perfect plan. We don't need to have everything figured out. We don't need to have whatever, what have you. You know if you've been, list- if you've been listening consistently. What we do need, and this is one of the founding principles of, the, of my company that I started in 2016 for training. We need to have consistency. We need to have the ability to execute the hard things even when it's tough. We need to be able to, and sometimes it looks like this, we need to be able to let go of stress and anxiety and fear mm-hmm. even when it's hard. Because that stuff inhibits everything that we're working for. We need to, like Cam said, sometimes kick our own butt and say, hey, I need to get back on track and I need to get focused on what I'm doing and what I know is successful and works for me in order to see progress and build off of that progress. Mm -hmm. Many of you have reached out to me and said, Andrew, I have fallen off the wagon this year. Over the, I'm talking about 2020, and I don't know how to get back to where I want to be. I saw so much progress in 2019. I, you know, whether it was uh, working out at Orange Theory, whether it was working on the gym, um, doing whatever, playing tiddlywinks. I saw so much progress. <laughs> Cam's favorite thing that I talk about. But now I'm not anywhere near where I used to be. You have to you have to drive it home to yourself. Cam and I can say this stuff over and over again, but it's up to you to listen to this stuff and to apply it to your own life. We can't apply it for you. Mm-hmm. 
the best coaching staff, the best trainers, the best training team, even if we're executing things as, as high capacity, as maximum as we can, it's up to you guys to make it happen. And once again, whether you're on the training team or you're not, you're just looking for um, more kind of royalty-free, looking for advice, looking for guidance. I hope you look at Cam and I as your coaches, even if we're not mm-hmm. to some extent, because that's what we want to be. We want to be able to provide that for you through this podcast. And that was one of our objectives that has transformed and changed over time. Um, and even if we're a very, very small voice of reason or even insanity every now and then for you guys through your headphones, uh, that's that's what we intend to be and that's what we try to be. Mm-hmm. But I know it's just kind of like a, a serious and longer tangent. But once again, guys, this is so, so important. We are one month in. We're getting closer to one-tenth of the year being over with. Are we on pace for where we want to be? Mm-hmm. And if we're, if we're gaining, if we're trying to add muscle, if we're trying to make changes, we have to be in a surplus like me. I have to be uncomfortable. I have to, I have to get to these places where it's kind of tough to be in, but I have to control as much as I can and stay focused, keep my nose down. And then when we're trying to lose weight, we're trying to lose fat, we have to eliminate the emotional stuff as much as we can. Talking about, uh, the, the anxieties, the fears, the what if I don't make it? What if I, whatever. the Whatever can be affecting us, we have to control that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I'll be really honest and transparent with you guys. Um, the other day, I had a major anxiety issue with, uh, with work. And I'm like, man, it is just getting closer and closer. And the, the anxiety of, of getting all of our ducks in a row and sales have been going up, which is awesome to see. But we're zeroing in on our goal open date and the execution of this properly. Because if you guys have been around the group fitness training industry or any type of industry like that, where you have a, a grand opening, a launch, and you have to have everything perfect, ready to go. It's tough, man. But I had to take myself out of it. I had to eliminate the emotions and say, Andrew, refocus here. Control what you can control, what you can control, and execute. Mm-hmm. And that's applicable for my life. And so I hope you guys take a moment today, this week, figure it out, eliminate the emotional stuff. And that's that's hard. It's hard sometimes, but that's what you have to do. Perfect. <laughs> See, wasn't it a good tangent I brought up, Andrew? Aren't you glad we went that way? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's what I wanted to really try to drive it home for people. Yeah, um, I think we are just about a tenth of the way done with the year because what a month and a, a week—that's about it. No, no, what are you talking about? Wait, maybe we're at least. I think so. One twelfth. Would I don't know, man. My my math is doggy dear right now. But it's weird to think, dude. At least being one twelfth of the way in. It's like, oh, wait, that's actually a bigger piece of the pie than just like four weeks. Like <laughs> 5.2 weeks. 5.2 weeks is one-tenth of the year. Oh, wow. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's great. Guys, <laughs> that's ridiculous. You are 10 – are you 10% of the way to your guys' goal if it is a, a goal that ends at the year? It's like that's another way to look Woo! at it. You know? That's great. That's awesome. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> – 
<laughs> you might need to ramp it up a little bit, or you might be on a really good pace. I mean, it with, with a lot of my goals, I'm on a phenomenal pace right now, and I'm I'm loving it. It's encouraging. Let's take a moment here. Where were you January first? What did you want to accomplish here? And where are we now? Yeah. What have we done in order to get us closer to where we want to be fitness wise? We can also apply this once again, anything else. Yeah. But those goals that we had set out for ourselves, where are we at now? One tenth of the way done with the year. Yeah. Oh man, that's such a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> Cause it's like, oh, maybe I'm not where I want to be and I have to try a little harder. <laughs> that's a difficult Can't worry thing. You. Are you. Are you feeling convicted? No, I'm feeling good, dude. I mean, with yeah. um I've already so you know, I'll give you guys an, an example with um one of my financial goals. The the first one was to pay off the car and me and Abby did that a week ago. So we're our- <laughs> Dude, congratulations. We, we went, That's incredible. Dude, we went bananas. Like <laughs> um and then you know, we have a um we've been here's the thing, like if because a lot some of you might be married, you might not be, but if if you have to essentially like account for another person, recruit them, right? So obviously I can't exactly have a lot of financial goals separate from Abby. Her and I have to be on the same page with them. Um, and so, you know, that that's definitely helped out. And then with books, I'm already on like my fourth book. So 10% through the year, I'm already, wait, what would it be? Three, blah, 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 blah. I'm already I'm already 25% to that goal, 10% into the year. Um, my strength is going bananas, so I'm you know I'm feeling I don't know I'm feeling good about pretty much every every week. I've been calling a a different person, um, which is a social goal. So yeah, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm on a great pace. The only thing I'm worried about, which I was thinking like a week ago, I asked myself, I'm like, okay, Cam, you're on a good pace, but are you? on the tipping point of starting to um, loosen your grip a little bit. And I was like, okay, like just, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't doing that. So I had to have a little, you know, a little check-in with myself. Cause I was like, Hey, don't get too encouraged. You know, a lot of people do that and then they, they fall off. Right. So just got to keep that momentum going. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you? Are you, are you feeling ahead behind consistent? How are you? See, I, I've poured myself into – and if you guys know me personally, you know that uh, when, when I pour myself into something, I kind of um, – I'm just you know so dedicated to a fault. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I do tend to dive in head first and then that is the main objective. So my main objectives right now are my two businesses. And once again, like we had talked about prior, I'm getting to the point where it's, it's tough for me to balance – the, the self-preservation things that I know that I need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And we need to get to a point where once we open up the studio, we have a staff, we are executing and we're able to survive. That's where we need to be. We just need to get to open. And once we can get to open, then we can start transitioning to more of a, I think, uh, a not pull off the gas, but more of a survivable pace here. Mm-hmm. Right. But right now that's we are just diving in and we're keeping our nose down, controlling <laughs> what we can control. And there's there's a there's a time to just go absolutely balls to the walls when you have to, but then there's also a time to do a do a maintenance, right? And then put you know, the energy that was in there into other things like, you know, making sure you're keeping your sanity and stuff like that. So 
I'm also very tired of winter, but once again, oh. trying to enjoy the moment. I because we won't have February until 2022. That's true. After this, that's true. We we get a nice 11 months off of stupid stupid February. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, what was that uh, training concept you want to talk about there, guy? Dude, you know what I want to talk about today? I want to talk about range of motion hmm. and and also talking about going through and looking at the details of of these movements that a lot of us neglect. Sure. So I'm talking about range of motion of everything that we can be doing because this has been – and also frequency. I want to talk about those two things. Okay. I think they're kind of glazed over often. And they should not be. And as personal trainers, as people who are trying to be influential on your guys' fitness career and um, whatever you're up to, I think this is super applicable for everybody, no matter what you're doing. Honestly, I would place money and bet that we can improve not just one of these two, but both of them in your life Hmm. in some capacity. So let's talk about range of motion initially. The gains that we see from range of motion, whether it's stability, whether it's uh, muscle activation recruitment, whether we're talking about recovery, whatever, range of motion when we're doing an exercise, when we're doing a, a training motion, or if we're doing a stretch, it's probably one of the most important components that we can have besides proper form and control of a weight in the equation. But it's often very, very neglected from my opinion. And knowing where we should be in range of motion, and and that's kind of what I've been reading about and watching about recently, um, I think needs to be promoted more. So yeah. for let's let's talk about a let's talk about two things. Very simply put, a bicep curl and a squat. I was hoping you'd say bicep curl because I I had a real life example the other day. There was a guy doing, and you could tell he was kind of like a clean slate guy. He's probably going to do it. He was doing bicep curls where you go down about halfway and then you justify the full range of motion by bringing your elbows back as if that's doing um, anything. (laughs) And I was like, dude, he's missing out. If he were to just let his arm fully extend, go back up. Yeah. He, he would have to go lighter because he's that, that way he's just not ready for it. You could tell by the way he was moving it. And that's that ego thing too, right? You're sacrificing. He, he was doing like 25 or 30 pounds and he was kind of, okay. he was doing more of like a fist pump sort of thing. His elbows moving all over the place. Um, I was like, dude, if you just lower that to like 20 or 15 pounds and controlled it, dude, you would, oh my God, you're, you're just missing out. Totally missing out. Cause he wants to lift bigger weights. He probably doesn't want to look, you know, weak in front of people he doesn't know. And, you know, so I, I, I get it, but also it's like, dude, at some point you gotta, <laughs> You got to go all the way down. So let's let's apply this to me um, because I like talking about myself. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's apply this to me because it, it is applicable for what I have done over this past year. And it's both of these things, consistency and range of motion, um, or I, I would say frequency, not consistency. They're really both uh, applicable here, but... I wanted to grow my biceps because once again, like Cam and I have talked about recently, my triceps have been, since I started training, they've been overdeveloped in comparison to my biceps. And I I wanted to aesthetically, as well as for a performance level, 
try to catch them up as much as I could to my triceps. And because I, I enjoyed trying uh, training triceps and uh, I enjoyed pressing motions and it was just more fun for me. And then we fall into that trap when we are good at something, we want to do it more, which Cam and I have talked about too recently. But I added in more range of motion for my biceps, lowered the weight, focused on being consistent, and then I upped the frequency of my training for my biceps, and they responded like that very, very quickly. And over the course of, I'd say, five months or so, I've been doing biceps you know, two, three times a week consistently, getting to the point where I do feel fatigue, I do feel stimulation, and I know that I'm at a point where maybe I'll be sore tomorrow, maybe I won't. But once again, soreness is not the end-all, be-all indicator mm -hmm. of proper training. And I've stimulated them enough to where I can say, okay, I'm happy with what I'm doing here. Let's recover and move on to the next thing, or let's get out of here if I'm done. And it's the combination of focusing on recruiting as much as I can, isolating that muscle group, and stimulating it as much as I need to on a more frequent level, once again, two to three times a week has allowed my biceps to respond in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Def I mean, that's one of those things where unlike other movements, you don't really, you, I mean, I guess sometimes you bicep curl in real life, but the main way you're going to get better at it is at the gym, right? I mean, how often are you on like an incline angle and you're trying to lift up a laundry basket or whatever, right? So if you're hitting that two or three times a week, that's really the, you know, the main way um, you're going to see growth, right? I mean, there's just not many ways in real life you're going to be hitting those, but, and that's if range of motion is very, it's, it's kind of funny to me because it can be like situational. Like there's that one famous video of uh, LeBron James is doing, He's squatting like 400 something pounds. He's doing like a quarter squat and people are giving him shit for it. It's like, dude, that is a very elite athlete training for a very specific thing. Does he, in a game, is he ever, you know, squatting ass to grass and then jumping, you know, to dunk or whatever? It's like, no, he's doing about a quarter squat to jump, right? So it's, it can be kind of dependent, right? So, uh, but I think with the bicep curl is a little bit different. There's not going to be, I don't think, a ton of benefit to just doing little, you know, quarter reps, right? You're, you're probably going to get more bang for your buck if you're fully stretching and coming back up. Well, it's it depends here because once again, we can dissect this, and we're not just talking about. I'd say I should say range of motion with intent. So yeah. let's talk about twenty ones. Very very intentful. Um, on what we're trying to do for 21s. If you guys know what 21s are, it's seven reps um, for just the top part of the bicep curl, seven reps for just the bottom part, so half or all the way down, halfway up, mm -hmm. and then seven reps full. And that's a very, very high rep range. It's good for really just chasing that muscle pump and stimulating in a different way. Manipulating the range of motion and focusing on intent inside that range of motion, I think, is what should be discussed here. And knowing what you're doing and having purpose behind what you're doing, whether it's performance-based, like that quarter squat, or if it's aesthetic-based, and I was trying to work on that full part of my bicep because I know that I just needed to add size. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not trying to really craft and and 
chisel my peak on my bicep. I just needed to add muscle mass and try to recruit as much as I could for stimulation in order to recover um, as I possibly could. So working on that full range of motion was most beneficial for me in that circumstance. Um, if we apply this to squatting and going for full range of motion on squat, for most of us, we're not going to be trying to add on a little extra power gain to our, our dunk. I mean, <laughs> if, if that's if that's your objective, then yeah, let's look at the range of motion here. And maybe you're trying to work on your lockout for a deadlift or something like mm -hmm. that too. I know we didn't anticipate talking about that, but that's why we do you know, rack pulls and we, we go for like a half deadlift and we're working on just that one range of motion in order to improve that. And then we're also applying it for um, adding plates underneath our, our feet and we're doing deficit deadlifts mm -hmm. and we're working on that longer range of motion, making the, the movement harder. But if we're going for truly applicable performance movement uh, in a general fashion, if we're talking about muscle recruitment, muscle gain, going for that full and controlled range of motion for a squat is going to help us recruit as much as we can and adapt the best yeah. in my semi-professional opinion. No, I agree, man. It, 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 it bugs the hell out of me when I see someone squatting and they put a bunch of weight on and they do, they go like three quarters of the way down and back up. And, and here's the thing though. It's tough to judge that because I don't know what injuries they've had. I don't know what the situation yep. is, right? So not everyone will just be able to squat ass to grass. I know if I load up the bar, I have a difficult time, right? I, I probably lack a lot of hip and ankle mobility to be able to do that right now. But I also don't necessarily need to. Like my goal is like, okay, can I load the bar and get to competition depth and go back up? I don't necessarily need to always be trying to go ass to grass. That's not, I guess, my objective, right? I wouldn't do, I'm not going to do that in the meet. I'm going to go parallel and I'm going to go back up. Um, so yeah, you, you have to find where your range of motion is at with good form because yeah, I go ass to grass, but if my back is rounding like crazy and I'm not stable, you know, that's not a, I guess you could say a, a healthy range of motion. It's not controlled. Um so yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's so individual for each person, but it is something that you it's, should be working it on. Is, it is, but if we're trying to look at our audience from a very, very general standpoint, Cam, I would say the majority of you out there, you just need to focus on getting that full range of motion and controlling as best you can. And you're going to see most benefits, whether it's control, stability, muscle gain, off of that principle, would you would you agree to that? Yes, you. If you go for if you have the intent of going for a full range of motion, you you will benefit from it, no doubt. I mean, whatever that looks like for your body, you know, your body's capabilities. Because I mean, here's the thing, dude. Most of the time, people know when they're kind of cheating themselves for a full range of motion. Like if you like another great example is you're, if you're doing like a lateral raise. And you go really heavy and you can, you can get your arms like halfway up, but in your mind, you're like, yeah, that's a good rep. It's like, nah, dude, you're, you're bullshitting yourself. Like lower the weight and go all the way up. You know, like, I don't know. You, you kind of, well, know. there's, there's also, there's also major benefits for doing half reps, uh, on very, very heavy there lateral rates. But not when you think you're doing a full rep, but you're not right. If, if you're trying to be like, Hey, I want to work on that first half 
of a lateral raise and you you load it up a little more because you're gonna be stronger at the bottom for that specific movement, then that's cool. But if you like get halfway up and then you kind of like jerk your body to get your hands up the rest of the way, then I think at that point you you may you may be bullshitting yourself. There might be an intent behind it, like, hey, help that heavyweight get up and then control it on the way down, get um some more eccentric loading. That's fine. Um but a big thing is just be honest with yourself as to why you're doing a, a certain range of motion the way that you are. Because it might not be a problem, but also you might be you know, having a little bit too much ego in there and you just want to lift heavier, you know? Well, let me tell you, personally, one of my proudest achievements so far with my physique is, is my shoulder um, definition, my shoulder uh, sculpt, and, and kind of just the way that it, it sits on my body. And one of the best ways I've seen my shoulders respond have been that hypertrophy medium rep range for uh, shoulder press, as well as mixing it with low rep range for seated shoulder press, Mm -hmm. uh, dumbbell seated shoulder press, as well as heavy lateral raise, focusing on trying to control that eccentric as much as we can, but really trying to just get up as high as we can, even if it's just almost half or right around half. And then, you know, maybe chest tight. We're not all the way up. Mm-hmm. Uh, elevated, but focusing on that controlled eccentric uh, motion, that's been one of the best ways I've seen my shoulders really grow and expand. And I'm, I'm compared to my other body, body, I'd say muscle groups and how those have, how those have re- responded in my training. I think my shoulders have responded some of the best uh, compared to those other things. Yeah. I mean, if there's, if there's intent behind it, that's, that's fantastic. I just don't want people to think, okay, I'm going to do a, a pretty strict lateral raise and then, you know, kind of cheat a little bit and all, cause they don't want to lower the weight. Right. I mean, that's just, that's just what you want to avoid. But with you, you're like, okay, well, this is why I'm doing this, you know, and it, and it makes sense and it, and it works for you. So and another thing with like squatting range of motion, say, it's like, as always, go ahead. Okay. As always, Go for fatigue is what I would remind everybody and chase that fatigue and be conscious of fatigue no matter what we're doing for and if we're going for that proper range of motion, just doing the range of motion won't be sufficient most of the time. We Mm -hmm. have to, to some capacity, once again, you don't have to kill yourself. You don't have to kick your dumb ass every time you're doing a, a, a training session, but chasing some type of fatigue in a capacity is what's going to help us respond because the body's trying to respond to stressors that we're putting on it. Mm-hmm. If we're making something difficult, something challenging, the body says, man, I have to adapt in some way for this thing. Right. Right. And it, you know, if you're someone who's not doing, like let's say like on leg press, people aren't doing a true full range of motion. Like they're not really bringing their knees in as far as they could. You can like, I think a lot of people will be surprised if they keep the weight the same or even lower it, but they do a full range of motion, you will find like a whole new level of fatigue. Cause you might think, ah, oh, man, like I've really gotten used to these many plates, but bring those plates a little bit lower and then do this, maybe the same reps. It's going to be way, way harder. So you don't always have to add weight well, to get that extra fatigue. You just a, add more motion. Point, Cam. Yeah. That's a great point. And to, to look into that, the reason being is that you're recruiting muscles or parts of the muscle that you haven't been recruiting. Mm-hmm. And once again, if we're not looking to challenge and consistently train that range of motion for whatever 
we're talking about, we're going to lose that or we're going to inhibit that range of motion. We're, we're going to have to try harder to gain that back or for, even for the first time, perhaps. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. I think that's pretty applicable for everybody out there. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, so, I Yeah. So challenge your range of motion, guys. Be persistent, be consistent, and up the frequency level. If you're trying to get a certain body or not body part, a certain muscle group to respond the way that you want it to, whether you're talking about performance, whether you're talking about um, aesthetic gains, be more consistent, be more frequent with it, but also be conscious of our, our ability to recover and challenge the range of motion and challenge your mindset for why you're using a range of motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and that's something you can check in. I mean, you kind of have to check that in the gym while you're doing it. Like a lot of the things Andrew and I will challenge you guys on for the week. It's like you can kind of do them whenever, but this one specifically, like when you're actually doing a movement, ask yourself, can I go a little bit deeper while maintaining control? And if you can, you know, try it, see, see how it works for you. See how your body responds. I, I would assume that you might be um, missing out on, on a few, on, you know, some gains because you're not going deep enough um, or you're not going all the way up or whatever it is. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, y'all check it out. We are one tenth of the way done with the year. If you're not on top of it, you better get your shit together. <laughs> that is all. I mean, seriously though. Yeah. <laughs> that is all the good man cam and I have for you today. Cam, do you have anything else for the peeps? No, man. I, I think those are two good things. Like here's the thing, man. We just gave them two things. One in the gym, one outside. See how your goals are going. Are you are you behind? Are you on track? Or are you way ahead? And if you're way behind, you got to ramp it up. If you have a good pace, figure out a way for you to maintain that pace because you're going to lose motivation. And if you're ahead, I mean, I guess same thing. Keep up that pace if you can. Um, if you don't think it's sustainable, then then don't screw yourself over. Bring it down a little bit to where you can maintain it for the next ninety percent of the year. This is this is a, a long haul, right? It's not just one month, feel good about yourself and quit. And then in the gym, just check yourself. Like, hey, am I am I going to look like deep enough for my goal and for what my body's capable of? Do I need to lower the weight to get that full range of motion that I'm able to do? Those are two great things to be checking in on this week. Absolutely. We should start a, a mindset um, coaching plan. If you need uh, if you need help <laughs> Figuring that out, Cam and I will do five to ten minute calls with you, yeah. <laughs> uh, for three to five times a week, yeah. and uh, we'll get you back on track yeah. in the the best way possible. Some uh, yeah. some tough love, probably, but yeah. all right, y'all. That's all we got. We love you guys. <laughs> Have a great week. I live the life I deserve. Bless. Fuck a vacation, I feel better.